Well, good morning. God is good. It's been said earlier all the time. God is good. And certainly for, our, for the Lam family, God is certainly good and amazing and awesome. If you want to know, our daughter did come back from Peru, and we are just glad that she did, and she came back just having a wonderful time. And certainly I can say God is good. Well, you know what? Have you ever had something happen to you, and, and with that, whatever happened, you can't stop talking about it? You just can't stop talking about it because, you see, it made an impact in your life. And I know for me there's so many of those, but there's one particular thing that really I can't stop talking about. It really changed my life. And many of you know when I get up here and preach and share the word, I often mentioned him in my story, in my sermon, and many of you know it's my brother Neil. It is something that happened in my life that he, whatever he was going through impacted me, and it was his cancer. And I stand here today praising God because his cancer is gone. It's not out of the woods still yet as health-wise, but God is amazing. Talk about miracle. And, and as I also think about what God is doing, there's another person that is close to me that, who comes to church, and I believe she's here, and her name is Danielle. And it was a year ago, she discovered she had stage four cancer. And I, it was rough, it was tough. But you know what? A week ago, I would say a couple weeks ago, she came to me and said, guess what? My cancer is gone. Completely gone. And it is, church, can I just tell you, it's about how, how amazing God we have. It is who he is. And I talk about what these, these, how they've impacted my life. It reminds me how we have a God who makes miracles. He's a miracle maker. In spite of what is going out there and just experiences, he is that miracle ma- maker who heals my, my brother's cancer, Neil, and, and for Danielle. And many of us in our congregation have experienced miracles in, in your own lives. And you've seen many happen in the people around us. And you know, it was just about, I would say, in our last sermon series that we, we, we went through the miracles of Jesus through the gospel, in the Gospel of John. And it was through those miracles we discovered the purpose. The purpose was to exalt the person of who Jesus is, the Messiah, so that we, you and I, can believe, will, would believe, and what, not just there, but be saved. And it was John that tells us in, in his word and why he wrote it. He writes it, but, but these are written. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you and I may have life in his name. And church, not only did the Apostle John record these miracles, of Jesus. But he also tells us about who Jesus is. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am what? The light of the world. And today, as we continue in the I Am series this morning, he tells us a statement, a claim, and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And it was just a week ago on Sunday. What did we celebrate? 
We celebrated Easter Sunday, wasn't it? We remembered and celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me see if you remember. He is risen. risen All right. He is risen. And if you are just curious of how many texts I got, how many texts I got, the first service, it was about 120 texts in my, in my phone. And let me see, this service was about 100, over about 160 text messages. It was awesome. Thank you for allowing me to receive your texts. And it's Nayak keeps saying, he's risen. He's risen, he risen indeed. He was put to death. On the cross for our trespasses. He rose and conquered death for our sins. He is the resurrection and the life. And church will truly understand what it means when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. We need to look. We need to look and dig deep at the time, the context, the place when Jesus said that. And in doing so this morning, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to take you back. We're going to have to look back at, at one of Jesus' miracles. And that was, that was, that's in John chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn it to the gospel of John chapter 11. It was the miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And if you want to hear about that, that, actually that miracle in itself You want to know more? Matt Ball spoke about that a few weeks ago, and I just want to plug in. The Croc Church app is available. Check it out and listen to it. And here what we have is that we have a man named Lazarus who had two sisters, Mary and Martha, and they were very close friends of Jesus. And when Lazarus got sick, got ill, his sister sends a message out to Jesus that says, Lord The one you love is sick. And when Jesus heard the news, the Bible tells us that he waited two more days before going to Lazarus' hometown of Bethany. But you see, you have to understand, Jesus knew that he would do a great miracle for God's glory. And therefore, he was was really not in a hurry. Not in a hurry. And when Jesus arrived in, in Bethany, Lazarus then already had been dead in the tomb for four days. Imagine what was going on with Martha and Mary and the people in town. Lazarus is dead now. He's dead. And when things like this happen, we know what it's like. You cannot think about what life, how precious life is, isn't it? And for, when, for Mary and Martha, probably they felt the same way about the death of their brother. The, the grief that they may have had had probably intensified because you see their, their friend Jesus was not there when they needed him the most. And knowing that Jesus would always want to come right away, wouldn't he? But at this time, he did it. Jesus took a while to come to Mary and Martha. But then Jesus eventually ended up in Bethany. And when it happened, the scripture tells us that when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, this is what it says, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed home. But Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Martha, Martha, Martha says to Jesus, 
I know. Well, she understands that he is the Lord because what does he say? He calls him Lord. She understands that he is the Messiah. She understands that he possesses the nature of God. He is the son of God. He, uh, she understands what he can do. And so what goes on? What happens? Jesus tells Martha, your brother will rise again in verse 23. In the simplest way, Jesus tells her what's about to happen. But Martha, again, here we go. Martha does not quite understand the significance of Jesus saying your brother will rise again. Because you see, Martha knows that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last days. And you're also probably thinking that what she's trying to do here, that she implies it to be the resurrection of the end times. Church, that's when all the believer will be resurrected with Jesus. So she knows that and believes it, but certainly that won't bring her brother back right there, right there at that moment. So Jesus says to her, our statement for today, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And whoever lives in me and believes in me shall never die. Wow. Wow. What did he mean by that? What did Jesus' words mean? Church, Jesus does more than give life. Jesus is life. And therefore, death has no ultimate power over him. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He offers life to everyone, to everyone who believes in him. And they will never die for all eternity. Don't you like that sound? For all eternity. There is no resurrection apart from Christ. There is no eternal life apart from Christ. So for Martha... She heard this from Jesus' teaching, but she says this, though. That's not good enough. I know there will be a resurrection in the last days, Lord. Then, then, and the Lord says, Martha, look. Imagine what Jesus is saying. Look, I am the resurrection and the life. Listen. Not I will be. No, not, not I will be, but I am the resurrection, and the life. I am the one who can raise the dead. I am the resurrection. I I can pray the Father to give life, but I am life. Isn't that amazing how God just, Jesus just says that? And in Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not in the future I will be, but here at the present. I am here right in front of you. I am The great I am. Because Jesus is life itself. He is everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Amen. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he ends that verse. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Church, this I am statement this morning for us, for you and me, calls us to two things. To two things. And this is the first thing that calls us is that we, he, Jesus calls us to believe in him. To believe in him. And he asked the same questions to us this morning. And the question is this. Do you believe this? That he is the resurrection and the life. And for Martha, he says, do you believe this, Martha? Do you believe this, Jake? Do you believe this, Abby? Do you believe this, Greg, that he is the resurrection and the life? 
Martha did. Martha did. When you are lonely, do you believe that Jesus has the answer to your loneliness? When you lose your job, do you believe that Jesus will provide? When a loved one is ill, do you believe that, that Jesus is with a loved one who is going through their illness? And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And the only thing he asked of us is, do you believe this? Do you believe this this morning, church? Or maybe some of us says, I need evidence. Church, church, there's plenty of evidence to believe. You have him as a creator. And if we, he can create out of nothing that lives, everything that lives, then raising bodies out of nothing is just what he does. He just does it because who he is. Do you believe that he's the resurrection and the life? Do you believe he's the Messiah? Do you believe that he is Lord? Martha believed that because she answered him saying, yes, Lord, I believe. I already believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Well, church, imagine this. Martha, she didn't even know about the cross yet because it has not happened. Martha didn't know about the resurrection yet because it hadn't happened yet. And she believed that what he has seen, what she has seen and revealed up to that point, she believed. But if you don't, th- if you don't believe, it's not about, there's no, not enough evidence. Because you see, church, the evidence is massive. There's a lot of evidence around us. Think about the testimony of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Think about the resurrection on Easter last Sunday. Think about the evidence. There's, there's what other evidence do we need? Look around you. Look around you. Look at how people's lives freed from addiction. Look at the relationships around you are being restored. Look at the evidence of, of reading and discovering the word of God. Evidence of where anger has turned into love and joy and peace. There's so much evidence. I can go on and on, but you know what I'm, I mean, what I'm talking about. But the question is this, do you believe? Because the entire gospel really is all about that we need to believe of Jesus as Christ so that we can live eternally with him. You see, as followers of Jesus Church, we know this to be true intellectually. Do you believe that? Intellectually. However, so did Mary and Martha and the disciples. She said it all. She said all the right words. She, she believed in her heart, at, at least to some degree, but Jesus that was the Messiah and could do all things. However, however, and now there needs to be in your declaration of faith and belief, it needs to be put to test. It needs to be put to test. I believe, I believe, but when, it, it, when things, test comes your way, what do you believe? Here we go. Martha believed yet, but guess what? She had doubts. There were some lingering doubts. You see, outside her brother's tomb, Jesus commands her to what? Remove the stones. And guess what Martha did? No, no way. She made up all explanations and excuses that why she would rather not do that. My brother's been there for what? Not just one day, two days, not, not even two days, three days, but four days. Lord, what are you thinking? Jesus says to her, Martha, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? Church, I think in many ways we can relate to Martha. Martha. 
can we? How many times have we made excuses when Jesus commands us to believe him? If he can raise a man who was de- decaying in a grave, he can raise your son, your daughter, your family, your, your, your sister, your brother into a life of faith and obedience. Even our community, our neighborhood as well. So let's not put a fence around the power of Jesus. He can raise the dead because he is the resurrection and what? And the life. So the only thing we have to do, church, is just believe. Just believe. When we believe in Jesus, we can live beyond our ordinary life, extraordinary life and without reservation. So number one, he calls us not to only believe in him, but he calls us to live abundantly. Live abundantly. He's calling us to live in the power, his resurrection power in the here and the now. So I want to take you, we're going to jump over to verse 38 on this part. And I love this because God sent Jesus, the I am, the resurrection, and the life, to call us to call us out, out of our tomb and into a resurrected life. Jesus calls Lazarus out of, from the dead to give him life. Think about that. Jesus says, take away the stone, Martha, and we know what happened. She tried not to, but they finally did. Just the thought of the odor and the stench in there. But Jesus cried with a loud voice when it was done. Lazarus says, Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. Wow, Lazarus miraculously came to life, comes to life and walks out of the tomb. What a scary scene would that be, right? He comes to life. He's alive. And I was just thinking about this. this did you know this could be the first episode of The Walking Dead? <laughs> just imagine that. And I love this. Jesus says to, to them, take away the stone. Take away the stone. And he says, remove the stone. And here at the tomb, Lazarus, Jesus commands them to get this great, heavy gravestones to move. And you see, gravestones, if you're not familiar, they, were, they serve as an important um, uh, purpose. They were to keep uh, grave intruders. Because you see, you never know what's buried in the tomb. There may be some jewelry, some nice clothing and things. So they had to make sure that grave uh, st- stones were put on and really sturdy and strong. But also it had to make sure it also prevents the outside air to go in and also to keep what? The stench in. So imagine what those gravestones were like. So, you know, sometimes I feel like we may be like, like Lazarus. We may feel like we are a dead man or a dead woman laying in our own tomb. You may feel that you are sealed behind some big rock where no one can see you or reach you. Church, sometimes as a follower of Christ, years and years can go by. And our way of life becomes routine. And decay can begin to set in. I am reminded by scriptures daily that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that, the spiritual decay in our lives will continue if we allow sin to be part of it. Because you see what it says about sin, for the wages of sin is what? Is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I believe this morning, church, that before we can experience 
the glory of God in our life and live the life abundant he wants us to be, a stone must be rolled away. A stone, something that blocks us off, seals us off from what God wants to do for us. And so a stone must be moved before we can experience his glory. Jesus is calling us to remove the stone that covers the tomb in our lives. And I don't know what kind of tomb that you may have or what's behind the stone that you're carrying with you every day. But let me ask you this. Can you hear Jesus' voice? Can you hear him saying, remove the stone and come out? Come out of the tomb. Because you see, he wants you to live a resurrected life. He does, and God offers new life. Church, remove the stone. Remove the stone that keeps you under that tomb of death. Remove the stone that imprisons you and paralyzes you. Stop treading water. Stop, stop going through the motions of life and start to really live for him. I don't know how many of us find ourselves resisting God's command resisting him in all what he wants for us because those stones, I can probably see it, they're there. How many of us are too afraid to change, to remove stones? Have you ever told Jesus that he'd better leave that stone where it is because you don't want anyone to see it or not you want to see him because whatever's in there has been there so long, you don't want to open it because of the decay that has set in. But the funniest thing is that we can't talk to Jesus that way because he knows what's behind that. But he wants us to respond by removing it because he wants us to live an abundant life. Church, don't limit the power of the one who is resurrected. Don't limit his power. With Jesus, nothing is impossible. Amen? Nothing. Jesus, he is the resurrection and the life. And there is no stone he can't roll away. He can't roll away. Step out and the sound of his voice and come alive. You know, the people obeyed Jesus that day and removed the stone. And that is faith in all, it's all about. It's about removing, surrendering, yielding every aspect, every part of our life to allow Jesus to be the Lord of all. But, Lord, but church remembers what the Lord also sees is that we create barriers and walls, don't we? We create and we, that we have set up stones, a lot of stones, that we, and we're going to need to remove them today because God wants us to live a life of abundance because he's got great plans for us. What does he tell us in, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So church, we have a life abundantly that God wants us to live. He lives so that we can have life. It says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I like what the other translation says. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. Are you experiencing the fullness of this life that he's given you? If, if you desire his fullness, church, I, be, I believe that we need to remove the stones that lies in front of that tomb. That is holding and, and squelching your spirit. 
We need to live the full life that Jesus Christ wants us to. He wants us to come alive. He, he wants every man and woman, girl and boy, who is dead in sin and shame, he wants to make us new. He wants to make us come alive in him. So, church, we can have the life here and now. It can begin today. So as we conclude this, this morning, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And the question is, do you believe? Or do, and also, do you want to live a life abundantly in Christ? God is waiting, and he wants us this morning to reflect upon our life, to reflect upon the, the stones, the rocks that you have in your hand. I'd like you to take them out, please. Because what we're going to do in a little while as the worship team sings is this, church, I look back at my brother's experience. There were a lot of stones of anger. There were a lot of stones of, of whys. There were a lot of stones of doubt and of fear of death, of losing my brother. But those I needed to give to the Lord. And turn all of those with belief and faith and trust and joy and this morning, it can be yours. I don't know what the, your rock is that you're holding on to, but you need to let it go. Let it go and let God let you come alive today. He will give you the strength and he will give you his wisdom and his power of the Holy Spirit to get you through. The worship team is going to sing a song, This I Believe. What do you believe this morning? As the song is being sang, the altar is open for you to lay your rock. Roll it away. Remove it from your life and give it to God. Come and pray if you need to, but come and let go of your rock. Don't take it with you. It's going to be heavier in your purse. And I bet you it's so much heavier. Those rocks in the grave, gravestones are much bigger than what you're holding. So let it go to God this morning, whatever it may be. Let him speak to you, and you respond. Church, today is the beginning of believing more. You believed him yesterday or before coming here, but make it be more and more. Believe in, in spite of what you're going through in life. Know that Jesus is saying, believe in the resurrection and the life. That no matter what it is, just keep believing in him and never giving up. Because he wants to live, for us to live a life full of abundant, abundant living and with his strength. As I see these, these rocks and stones and it represents your life, giving up and make that be your commitment today. Yes, we allowed you to come and experience. May that experience really speak to you this morning. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word and for your claim that you are the resurrection and the life. You said it, I am, and that is you, Lord. And so this morning, we've made commitments, and may the commitments be so real, not something that we just did, but make it be so real and so true in our walk with you this morning. When we leave this place, may we know that that commitment is really saying, I'm going to believe and trust you, and I'm rolled the stones away because I need to live for you, Jesus. Whatever rock it represented whatever the stone represented father we give that to you so we thank you for this opportunity that we have as a body of believers to be refreshed to be renewed to be encouraged and be challenged thank you jesus for who you are 
Thank you for being the great I am for each of us, Lord. We praise you and thank you and love you. In your mighty and precious name, amen. Amen. Amen.